Climbers, today I'm going to reveal how you can avoid complete emotional devastation from everything in your life, including artist and songwriter rejection. That sounds fun. Welcome to the class. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This podcast exists because we want you to win, and you're going to need leverage to do it. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? (laughs) Are you picking that up? That is a Baxter room from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Randy Chappas in there, too. Let's not forget about him. Got a couple of ones. Yeah, got a couple number ones last year in Southern Gospel and a couple more cuts coming this year. All kinds of opportunities happen. What I love about Brand is he helps songwriters like you become pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he connects you with the pros on the regular so that you can get your opportunities and step up that ladder. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs. Just to name a few, I got to write on the books with Andy next week. I'm excited about that. Anyway, you do? Can, yeah, I do. Griggs? Yeah, that's cool. He's a hoot. Anyway, if oh you, my god, yeah. he's so funny. He's great. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What do you think about that statement? That uh, missing the rejection and for my emotional health at the beginning yeah. of that statement. When we're done with this episode, you're never going to fail again, Brent. I feel like Dave Chappelle, you know, scratching, scratching my neck a little bit. Go, you, you got any more that never fail again? You, you got you got, some of that? <laughs> got any more that never fail again? No more of that rejection? You got, you got any more of that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So this, this episode kind of piggybacks off my last episode two weeks ago. It's episode 296. Your results don't matter. If you haven't heard about that, you should. I recommend you go back and listen to that episode. It's a good one. But we talked about identity gaps and how knowing how to do something doesn't have anything to do with the results. Yeah. So many of us wait to get the results because we want to know first, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to like perfect a process we've never tried. Mm-hmm. But yet we have mentioned you know how to be a better wife or a better husband. You know how to be a you know how to be healthy. Why aren't you doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, but you're not. So the results aren't connected with the knowing what the, it's only with the action. So in this episode here, I'm going to go deeper into identities because we talked about identity gaps in that last episode. Mm-hmm. If you have a dream and you're not living that dream, that's, that's an identity gap. There's something that's missing there that needs to be fixed. And in this one, we're going to go deeper into identities. I'm going to reveal a secret that has the potential to forever change your life, man. Like it, it might forever change your life. Because if you adopt and internalize this information, you'll straight up never fail again. And that's, that's pretty good. That's a bold know, statement, brother. That is that's bold. a bold statement. It's bold. <laughs> that's right. So before we do that, let's take care of some business here. We're always happy to be a part of American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network, ASPN. You can find it at americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast. We're one of the flagship shows on there. If you are a longtime climber, go check out some of these other shows. If you found us at American Songwriter Podcast Network, then welcome to the climb. Mm-hmm. And we want you to subscribe to the Suncast, which is this curated list. It's, I think it's like the top five, five top five, yep, stories for each one of the podcast shows they have, and they got about fifteen. So this isn't like throwing everything at you plus the kitchen sink. They're like, hey, here's the top five podcasts this week. It's just a, an email that comes on Sunday. It's free. And it just does some curating for you so you can focus on what was really hitting that week. Mm-hmm. It can get a little overwhelming, I think. With all or as I like podcasts. to say, the Suncast shows you the other four top podcasts. Yeah, that, that's right. That's, I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we've been living in there for the past several weeks. So we want to keep I that like going. That a lot better. <laughs> 
I like that a lot better. But uh, yeah. join the climb community at Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash the climb community. This is a thriving community, very protected. We're very protective of our community, of our members. So you're not going to be, there's not going to be any BS in there, man. It's just all about songwriting. It's all about artists and promotion and the different things that you need to do to get ahead. There's relationships being made with songwriters getting co-writes and, and getting cuts and getting syncs and people asking questions about, hey, this strategy, that strategy for promotion, et cetera. And there's places in there where you can talk about your gigs, where you can talk about your wins and get some support and get some love, get some, get everybody going to love on you. And if you've got stuff to add in that community, by all means, if it's helpful to the whole community, add it. If it's about you, put it where it's supposed to be. We want to hear that too, but we've just got a place for that. That's it's Thursday gigs, right? With the Thursday, yeah, the gig gig alert comes out on Thursday mornings usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the the new heights section on Wednesday, yep. which is Wednesday wins, we kind of call it. And what do we got going on there recently? Well, actually, before that, because we are professionals, we forgot to, I think, give the link for the Suncast. So if you want to sign up, sign up and get the top five podcast every Sunday. So it's americansongwriter.com slash suncast. And that's S-U-N as in Sunday cast. americansongwriter.com slash suncast. So I just want to make sure we got that in there because, you know, half helpful ain't that helpful. So... Our new heights, we post every Wednesday, as Johnny said. I'm just going to look down through these and, and share a few from some uh, good old climbers here. Let's see here. Randy Mayner, he said, found out that Johnny and Brent took my hook, that my hook made the song title challenge, and I can't wait for this podcast to hit Friday. So this is from this is already dropped by the time you hear this episode. And got some people high-fiving him. And that was that, uh, what title was that? That was a hit it head on. Hit it head on. Hit it head on. And we... We did that with Dustin Bird, Dustin Bird, Canadian right, singer, yeah. songwriter, climbing the chart there. So we got yeah. that. Terry Birch said, got accepted to play at a two day songwriter festival in Louisiana, had three songs finished in the top 20 for Brent's upcoming round of play for a publisher two night extravaganza, which we just Dang. finished up. Uh, so she was killing it. Got good comments from Woody Bomar, of Green Hills music group and John Osher of Reservoir music. So uh, got Holy some cow. attention there. And she some said, attention. Wait, some attention for an art for for a songwriter from at one publishers? of your events and from public from real publishers who like make stuff happen. What? Yeah, not just like on one of those sites, like you know the names where you pay a subscription and they're like, we get you in front of the professionals. No, here we got names. We got names of the people that got in front of the professionals. We got names of the professionals they got in front of. That's right. And there was relationships made. That's called legit. Mm-hmm just gonna brag on you right there that's right well i'm just looking down over the notes and terry had a song that uh john osier said man he, he thinks someone's gonna cut it and is like it's one oh. of those ideas he's like oh yeah how has that not been like a thing already why yeah. haven't i heard that why before? haven't i heard yeah. that i think somebody cut it <laughs> so you know getting some love getting something like well john why don't you just help make that happen for terry that way yeah. we can go to a number one party and not for nothing, like Terry's made a relationship with John. You right. know what I mean? So, so that's an at bat with multiple at bats because mm-hmm. she's focusing on the relationship instead of is he or is he not going to get my song cut? This one. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Get on the team. We just need to get on the team and get as many at bats as we can. The more at bats you have, the more chance for a single, a double, a triple, a home run, a grand slam. That's right. So anyway, there are other wins going on there and people high-fiving each other. So I'm not going to share all of them because we don't have all day, but there are a lot of wins going on there. And so we're just proud of our climbers and just want to keep on climbing and share those wins. Love that. Heck yeah. I love that. I love that. And uh, hey, subscribe to the podcast or follow it depending on what platform you're on, wherever you're at. And most importantly, guys, you spend this time with us because you're getting some kind of value from it. It's not because you're benevolent to no matter how much you may love Brent and I, it's, it's, it, you're not doing it out of the kindness of your heart. You're doing it because we have a mutual contract here. Mm-hmm. You're coming because you think you're going to get something that can be useful to you, to your career, to your mindset, to, to your framework, to your processes on your daily basis to become a successful songwriter or artist. And we value that very greatly. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody about it. That's what we want you to do. Yep. Tell somebody. Let them know, hey, this is what's going on. So. There we go. So you ready to get into this? You ready for me to back up? I got my paper out. I got my pen out. (laughs) I'm glad this has been recorded. Johnny, how can I never fail again? (laughs) (laughs) 
Perfect. Here we go. I got, I got areas that need attention. <laughs> so here we go. First of all, we all have identities. And so we're going to go deeper dive into identities, mm-hmm. right? We all have identities that we associate with. And we all have multiple identities. And that's not to be confused with multiple personalities, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> but these multiple identities, they, they're a part of who we are. They resonate with us, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a significant other with someone I love. I'm in a relationship and I want to be, I want to be a good boyfriend right now. I'm also a rocker. Mm-hmm. I love the rock music. I love it all the time. By the way, I got to tell you, after the show, I saw this amazing showcase last night, dude. Oh, yeah? And not for nothing, somebody you love. It was Stiegel, Keith Stiegel oh, yeah? Project. And they're called Outlaw Apostles. Oh, I haven't heard of them yet. That's the name of the band. It's a Southern rock band. They were freaking unbelievable, by the way. Okay. So, of course, that was right up my alley. I mean, the drummer's doing rock fills, like quads and doing some cool stuff. And it was just, it was just great, dude. Yeah, they're just, I, I don't know if they're out yet, but man, they're killer. Well, um, I can, so Keith's working. So I'm making notes here because what I'm going to do is I'm thinking, I'm automatically going through my Rolodex of, of like Southern rock uh, country songs, mm-hmm. or is it like more like straight Southern rock? Southern rock country? It kind of bleeds over. It's like Southern rock country, but it's, it's, it's leans more towards, Southern rock than towards country. They definitely have an edge. I mean, they're singing about everything. I can promise you they're never going to be on a Southern gospel channel. <laughs> <laughs> southern rock, not Southern gospel. Yeah, not Southern right. rock of ages. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> so, so what um, I'm doing is yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes of like, do I have anything for that? Maybe, huh? And I have contacts over there. So I'm, I'm writing that down and go, I'm okay. Let's yeah. see if I need a pitch over there. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was it was fantastic, man. I mean, really good double guitar. Um, everything was just so good. And at five guys in the band, every one of them sings like an angel. Whew. And so like big harmonies. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it was. And uh, so you know, listen, I, nothing against Telecasters. I love Tellys. I love Tellys. You know, that's that's Tom Petty. That's that's a lot of cool stuff. But there were no Tellys up on stage. This the. Like the, the the main lead guy had a strat and was dude straight up shredding uh the lead singer uh, also played guitar he had a les paul jr and so did the the other guitar player who also did leads right like he wasn't like the main lead guy but a lot of times they come together and do harmonies and stuff like that it was it was definitely southern rock that you might be able to sell on country i'm not sure yet but it was I guess I, I, I was talking about that with Ray, like, can you sell on country radio? And I'm thinking probably not, right? Because like, if you can imagine how scary it is to when the boat is like just the surface of the boat is above the water because it's like <laughs> practically sunk, you really don't want to rock the boat because it's just going to go on. <laughs> right, yeah. So we'll see what happens to that. But man, it, was, it sure was good. But so I identify as that, uh, a rocker. Everybody just knew that about me. They're like, Johnny, you... you I, they just looked at me like, well, what did you think about this? And I'm like, are you kidding me? That was amazing. You know, yeah. like, I was loving it. I identify as a businessman. I'm a teacher. I'm an older brother. I'm a son. I'm an uncle. I'm a friend. I'm a producer. I'm a podcast co-host. I'm a marketer. I'm an ad specialist. Brent, your, your identities are a songwriter, a husband, a brother, mm-hmm. a son, a father, a Christian, mm-hmm. a friend, a businessman, a teacher, business owner podcast co-host and those are just the ones i can think of like off the and top of my head drinker of coffee <laughs> drinker of coffee i am a drinker of alcohol and coffee <laughs> yeah. i'm not opposed to mixing the two like I, that's that's okay too <laughs> um so these are very very real identities mm-hmm. that we all subscribe to we all have our own identities we live these identities and we play these roles to varying degrees every day Different identities carry different amounts of weight, right? Mm-hmm. So some identities are like hats that we put on or take off according to where our attention is focused at on a particular time or according to seasons in our life. I call mm-hmm. these working identities, right? So uh, as an example, during football season, I identify as a Green Bay Packer fan. Yeah. After the Super Bowl, I'm still a Packer fan, but I'm not as immersed into it or a, identifying with it as closely as i am as when they're playing mm-hmm. right i'm i'm a i'm a teak i'm a member of tall kappa epsilon fraternity so that was my collegiate yeah. fraternity 
always will be. Rest of my life, I'll be a teak. Always have a bond with those guys, but I don't see them as much, and I don't wear the gear as much as I used to. But I will go. always be that. That's one of my identities. <laughs> That's right. At one point, I identified as a mortgage broker, right? Now I don't. Now I never will again, but that was one of my identities in there. And I thought of you on this one, quoting, like, referring back to my last episode at one point you're a cracker barrel waiter <laughs> true that now you're not now i'm not <laughs> and and you probably never will again i don't think you ever will be again i'm trying my best i'm fighting like the third monkey trying to get on the ark to not do that again <laughs> or anything similar to that i love that one yeah it's okay randy bartman i talked about making a label and calling it third third monkey. monkey records <laughs> so what i like to call blueprint identities are mm. part of our chassis if you will they're part of our constitution or our character they're always there and they everything points to these right so you know for you brent you're you're always a christian you're mm. always a family man and you're you're a songwriter so yeah. everything a you do a, a creative and, yeah. and everything you do in your life is focused on serving your god your wife your children and scratching that creative itch mm -hmm. right Songwriting chose you, you know, creative, yeah. creative chose you. I don't think you chose it. It chose you. Right. You did so many things that just didn't look good on paper to service that itch. <laughs> yeah. I didn't choose that. It just uh, more discovered. That's part of who I am. That's how I'm wired. I didn't choose it. I discovered it. I like that. You know, some of the working identities that you've taken on in the past, like the Cracker Barrel waiter, mm -hmm. grease truck driver, et cetera, yeah. those were taken on to close your blueprint identity gaps mm -hmm. of being a songwriter, a husband, a father, mm -hmm. right? The other identities you subscribe to, they got to be connected to or congruent with your blueprint identities. Does that yeah. make sense? These are mine, by the way. I created blueprint identity and working identity in my show prep for this. I like this. Nice. I don't know if they need to be tweaked, but I like the way they work right now. Like, it's <laughs> DNA. Yeah. <laughs> so. Boy, I want to jump what probably is ahead. If your identity doesn't attach and isn't congruent with your ultimate like blueprint identity, it causes a lot of friction. Well, let's go down that road for a second. Like, just go run with what you just said. And, and you're not jumping ahead. Just oh, okay. run with what you just said. Let me just jump in and then, because you're on the right track. Okay. So, uh, you know, my, as Johnny said, my main identities, you know, follower Your of Christ. blueprint identities. My blueprint identities, follower of Christ, husband, father, creative, right? Now, back in the day when I was waiting tables of Cracker Barrel, and working part-time at Blue Water Music doing the royalty and admin department stuff, like doing data entry, putting in Kim Ritchie and Jim Lauderdale's and Chris Knight's you know, royalty data, none of my own, mm -hmm. theirs. Those were some identities I had. Now, I wasn't a father or a husband at the time. But those, although I didn't love the job at Cracker Barrel, it was helping me get to feed that creative part of me that the, hey, I want to be a songwriter, like, or I am a songwriter. I want to, I want to break in and be an external pro. I want to have the cuts and the stuff to go with it. So it was in service of this bigger identity of I'm a songwriter. I'm a creative. So I will take on the smaller identity to help serve this bigger one, which is one of my blueprint identities. Right. And so yeah. it, it was still annoying, but it was congruent. It's getting me to where I want to go. Now, when I had to take, God took me out of the music business for a while, almost completely several years ago. And I was, I was doing sales for that uh, rendering recycling company. That was a lot harder like to mm. live with because I felt like it was taking me away from one of my blueprint identities, not helping me get toward it. It didn't feel as congruent. Now it, it did, it did serve other parts of my blueprint identity, being a father and a husband because it provided mm -hmm. for my family, but it wasn't hitting on all cylinders. You yeah. know, so there was that conflict. I hated that job. Whereas, like, say now, songwriting pro is one of my identities. You know, podcaster doing yep. this stuff. It hits on on all my blueprint identities. It helps. It's creative. It gives me time to write songs, so it, it helps feed the and you know, like getting to hang out with people doing video content challenge. I met Matt Bailey you know, who did one of our VTCs yeah. with us and we've been writing, he cut one of my songs. So met him through that. So it helps feed that creative identity. It helps with my blueprint identity being a husband and a father. Cause it gives me flexibility in my schedule. It pay, you know, helps pay the bills. 
So it helps provide for my family and and it doesn't conflict with my identity as a follower of Christ. It gives me time off to go on mission trips and it gives me money to to give to charity and it and, and hey, I get to witness every once in a while just through having a platform and being who I am. So I love it. Yeah. So there's no conflict yeah. here. That's so poetic. Well, me do words good. <laughs> 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 the situation is even poetic. The way you described it was certainly poetic, but the, the, just the, the, the action of it was also poetic. I think about that with my identity, too. I remember I got off the road, and the first place I came was Nashville, because mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe I'll try this songwriter thing. And that just was not going to be my identity. Yeah, It, it just kind of wasn't working. There was just something, something was off there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to... Describe it. And when I got the opportunity to move to L.A., which you'd think would be somehow associated with music, but it wasn't. It was it was business. It mm -hmm. was the electronics industry. And I went out there and I did it. I know this. I know this. I know this for a fact. I remember specifically right before I left going, I'll be back. Mm -hmm. Like I knew somehow I was on a journey that was going to bring me back to Nashville and to the music industry. I wasn't sure what it was. And there was certainly other identities that I took along that journey that that brought me back here but I remember me trying to play like be the adult I'm married and I'm like okay now we're gonna go make some more money and mm -hmm. when I got on the mortgage thing I did that really well <laughs> we yeah. made like a bowlload of cash you know and it but it was it was off to yeah. your you know to your point it wasn't congruent with my blueprint identities and it, it wasn't about the money it, it just was uh, that's what I was keeping score on, though, and I was keeping score kind of in the wrong game. Yeah. Because my blueprint, I, I needed to be taking it back. It took a whole meltdown to kind of, uh, you know, where I lost everything to say, well, this, okay, me thinking that making more money and being in this industry that I thought was like an industry for adults and, hmm. and uh, more, a stable industry was, uh, that was a little crap, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, uh, I mean, the, the runaway how stable yeah the, yeah the revelation i had was like i can literally get this kind of chaos d doing what i love to do so what am i doing and i just remember how much when you are your your identities are congruent how much other people resonate with that how mm -hmm. they respond to that because i had called my dad and told him I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. I'm going back to Nashville. Yeah. I'm going to go produce records. And this is kind of before I even cooked up the idea for Daredevil. <laughs> Look at what I did. I made all this money. I built this whole thing. I had this whole system set up. It was freaking amazing. And I found out I didn't really like it. Yeah. I liked the growing part of it. I liked the challenge of doing better than before, but I actually hated the gig. Yeah. You just like progress. I like progress and Except. I was getting like money for it. Yeah. So all of a sudden that can be kind of intoxicating like legal and all that stuff, but still it's just as debilitating. Yeah. And, and I told my dad, I'm going back to produce records. And, and he was like, so you're done chasing the buck then? <laughs> I was like, well, you can do it that way. I was like, yeah, because he goes, you know, you're really good at it. But he was almost like, like busting my balls for <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell you were doing over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's, that's not what your identity is. I know what your identity is since you're, a little kid, you know, music chose me. I didn't choose music, right? Yeah. So I love the, the way that you put that and you sort of made me sort of reframe it a different way. So these are the identities. And sometimes when I have so many similar stories that, that you do, Brent, mm -hmm. like with, with the, when I drove for Uber, that, mm -hmm. that was me having the identity of an Uber driver. Well, you may just call that a job, but hey, that, that is your identity. I mean, I, in a way, your job is your identity. I mean, and, people and, would refer to you as like, if they only knew you through that context, like, oh, that's Johnny. He's an Uber driver. Well, exactly. And, how, identity? And, and you know how many freaking people I picked up from the industry? And I'm like, oh, <sighs> I really want to meet this person, but I'm not going to do it here. With this identity, I'm going to put on a different identity. Oh, dude, that can be so painful. I, I did oh that stuff at Starbucks because one of my previous identities is barista. And yeah. I remember John Party coming in. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Climbers, do you have a groundbreaking song that the world needs to hear? Enter your song today in American Songwriters 2021 Song Contest to win $10,000 promotion across American Songwriter and a co-publishing deal with Live by Live. Get your songs in front of the contest judges who are also number one artists like Paul Stanley from Kiss. I love that. Vance Joy and Martina McBride, along with top A&R executives such as the senior VP of A&R at Atlantic Records and BBR Music Group. Go to americansongwriter.com forward slash song dash contest to enter. Again, that's americansongwriter.com slash song dash contest to enter. And if you use the coupon code CLIMB, all capital letters, C-L-I-M-B, you'll save 10% on your contest entry. No reason not to do it now, guys. I remember John Party coming in. I remember, oh. you know, some other people maybe come through the drive-thru. Of course, we're over in uh, Nashboro Village over in Antioch area, so you're not getting a lot of country folks artists and stuff not like working downtown or something but you know right. some that come in and i'm just like so close yet so far away <laughs> you're like i really want to talk to you hey here's now. your coffee i got some song ideas i scribble on the side if you want to get together you know it's like oh not the, not the place <laughs> right so it's it's like i think one of the places we fail is or, or one of the places, let's just say this, let's not call it fail. One of the places we experience friction, to mm-hmm. use your word, Brian, because that's really good, when the working identities are not consonant with the blueprint mm-hmm. identity, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, even as, like, I remember specifically having just a lot of respect for you with the barista thing, like health insurance yeah. for my family. And that's what you needed at the time. So yeah. that's what you did. And it also forced your butt to get up so dang early <laughs> that by the time you were done with the gig, you still had a whole day left like, right. <laughs> to go about your other business mm-hmm. and stuff, which was, which was cool. So it's, it's like when we make those kind of choices that support the blueprint identity, we feel better about it. We don't feel lost. We've, mm-hmm. Sometimes I think part of the reason I want to talk about identities here before I get to this big part, the big reveal here which is going to blow your mind, I think. It blew my mind when I heard this. Part of it is, just go back and reevaluate the identities. What are your identities right now? And are the working identities congruent and serving the blueprint identities? Mm-hmm. If they're not, what can you do to change it? On one hand, I'm being a good provider and a good husband making boatloads of money in the mortgage industry. But on the other hand, it wasn't creative and in the sense of, it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't creative. It could be financially creative, but uh-huh. only to a certain degree within the, the guidelines of the, Legally. the lender's <laughs> rules are. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's like, they're so sophisticated. There's, there is room for creativity there, mm-hmm. believe me, where you can, when you're a student of the game and you're really freaking, you know the rules, there are amazing things that you can 
come up with mm -hmm. that can change the world. I mean, literally can change the world. I won't go into some of the stuff that we thought of before, but it's like, oh, look at this loophole here hmm. or this thing that they didn't think about here. Like nobody's thinking about it this way, mm -hmm. but there it is. This is right here in paper. It's absolutely legal. We could do this and help a bunch of people. Yeah. But it's, it's just weird or odd. So going down that road of that was the friction. That was the, like probably one of the darkest moments in my life that, you know, cause then everything went away, right? Like uh, the stuff that was sort of keeping me on the nipple, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> when the money went away, cause they shut everything down. And then all of a sudden it's failing, man, you feel like a failure. Yeah. You feel like a failure. And I want to go into that feeling of failure and into the fear of failure and what identities were associating it with mm -hmm. this is like this is the gig here this is the secret right so when we have a, a fear of failure mm -hmm. when we're not doing something we should be doing because we're afraid we've called it the imposter syndrome or uh if there's a fear of success right there's some people that just don't feel deep down inside maybe they're worthy mm -hmm of the success or they self-sabotage sometimes it manifests itself that way or they analyze it to death taking no action which is what last episode was about for me it's kind of like you can know everything you want to know but that doesn't have anything to do with the results mm -hmm. right without action you have to take the action so uh, action first sometimes is is a lot better than than over analyzing everything to death learning yeah. everything you can and then finding 5,000 reasons why you're not going to do it. Why? Because you have a fear of failure. And what we're afraid of is that failing or somehow not getting a specific result. So there's that again. Now we're tying it back to that episode. Are you married to the results or are you married to the action, right? right? So, so when you have a fear of failure, the, just the fear of failure, what you're doing is you are, first of all, married to the result. And you're afraid that failing at the result will erode, will significantly damage, or in some cases, maybe completely erase one or more of our blueprint identities. Mm -hmm. Or, some cases, our working identities. Yeah. Right? Like, if I'm a songwriter, if I'm identifying as a songwriter, and I have a, I, an identity gap, and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing to actually be a songwriter mm -hmm. but i consider myself a songwriter that's the identity we've got some friction there and then the fear if i am married to the result is that if i fail i won't be a songwriter right i won't be you know i'll get a divorce I yeah won't be a a husband i won't my family will cast me i won't be a son a brother mm -hmm. an uncle if you follow that dream and you fail what does the outcome mean for you right for your identities as for you brent like as a christian as a mm -hmm. father as a husband as a son for me as a rocker as a businessman as a teacher as you know all those right this is what we're really this is what we're really worried about mm -hmm. And so I think we subconsciously and consciously get bogged down with this so heavy that this is what, this, this is what we're afraid of. So we avoid the risks. We don't mm -hmm. do what we're supposed to do. We don't, we don't play out the outcome in our heads. Like when you – there was one of the speakers at the, at the Russell Brunson thing that was saying you consistently go to your crappy side hustle every day you consistently you consistently overeat if that's what you do right you consistently go to school if that's what you got to do for school you, you don't have a consistency problem you have a commitment problem yeah right because you have played out in your head exactly what happens if you choose not to go to work on your crappy side hustle no money no rent no food for the kids for the wife or for the husband and if you don't go to school what's going to happen if you if you consistently don't abide the by the law mm -hmm. 
you're you've played out in your head you're going to go to jail right. right like you that's an intolerable thing but when we're talking about those identities that are sort of attached to dreams we don't consistently play out what happens if i don't take care of this mm-hmm. right what's my life going to look like i'm still going to be at this crappy side hustle and be hating life and this is why we self-sabotage this is why we quit early it's like external reinforcement versus internal reinforcement. I mean, external reinforcement, your boss is externally reinforcing you and your paycheck if you don't show up to work or do show up at work, right? That's external yeah. reinforcement of that consistency. With your side hustle, yeah. like, really, is your wife going to be like, why aren't you working on your music? <laughs> you know, right. when instead of sitting right. on the couch with me watching whatever TV show, like, yeah. it's got to come from well, you because it's, uh, it's hard to, you know. So, so let's so let's let's put this into a real world story. Let's just throw you up on the stage. Okay. Let's talk about your situation. You know, so hit songwriter, mm-hmm. and then time moves on. You you get married, and then all of a sudden you're not getting in those same rooms again, right? It yeah. takes an ebb and a flow. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got to go get another job to be a good husband to provide some steady income. And I ebb and to- hated it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Right. So yeah. then you're then you're. Then you're doing this. And like you said before earlier in, in this episode, that was miserable. Yeah. And so you are actively trying to find a way to scratch that itch mm-hmm. and, and do what you had to do. Yeah. So you were doing some multitasking stuff mm-hmm. where you started, okay, I, I need some more information here. Like and started becoming a podcast junkie. For sure. While you were driving around because you had the time to do that. But what so, does hey, this I make can- possible? All this time alone yeah. in this truck makes it possible. And, and the company iPhone makes it possible for me to start listening to things called podcast, which were yep. new and fairly unknown to me. So yes. Yeah. And where you got different information, different mm-hmm. input, right? You got knowledge, you got inspiration, yes. you got education, you know, uh, all of that stuff happened. And then you went on to a lot of late nights, mm-hmm. right? Um, putting our podcast together. There were times when you and I were doing our podcast that, uh, you know, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Wait in the, the kids went right? to bed. So thank you, Johnny, for yeah. meeting me at night. Yeah. Been out. Because <laughs> it had to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it had to happen. Like, well, this is what we're going to do. This is the right thing to do. This this identity is congruent with my blueprint mm-hmm. identity. So that was worth it. Yeah. To, that was worth it to me because uh, you always show up. And and it was worth it to you because you always did show up. Obviously, you you proved it with your presence and your ability to go and do that. And then what happens is you are able to replace the income that you are making and, and be able to leave the grease truck thing, mm-hmm. and then focus more on creating more relationships. And now you're 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 you know knee deep back in the yeah writing circle the whole thing. You know you turn that whole thing around. Doesn't didn't happen on company hours. I mean, it did kind of happen on company hours, but I mean, yeah. it wasn't like nine to five. Yeah. You were working after five, man. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. still being the good father, putting the kids to bed and then saying, okay, now I have to do this because in your mind, you had played through the outcome. If I don't do this now and put in this extra time and put in some sleepless nights or nights where I don't get enough sleep, mm-hmm. then I'm looking at this effing grease truck and that- In perpetuity. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a freaking college education. I don't need to. This, uh, uh-uh, or, some, uh, this or I'll man. upgrade to some other job I hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, no, yeah. no, exactly. Okay, so so here it is. So check this out. The secret that I'm going to share with you involves you adding one more. Every single listener add one more blueprint identity to your portfolio. Hmm. This blueprint identity is the identity that will drive your success, whatever success, quote unquote, means for you, because you'll eliminate the fear of failure. It will also obliterate all of the emotional anguish that happens in the wake of a failure, because this blueprint identity will eliminate failure from your life. Can you guess what it is? No, I have no friggin' idea. Okay. I have no idea. The blueprint, the blueprint identity that you need to add and what you need to identify with is that of a learner mm. or a student. If you identify as a learner, if you identify as a student, you'll never be afraid of failing in the future because you don't achieve the desired result. You don't feel like a failure. You feel like you learned something. Is that right? old saying of, or maybe not even so old, either I win or I learn? 
Yeah. And so, and by the way, I mean, I hadn't thought about it this way, and maybe this is extremely apparent to everybody listening to me, uh, but this is the tool to make sure you're married to the action and not to the result. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, student, but yet um, a doer, <laughs> a student-doer, yeah. a How's maybe another way to say that to get student as in in student of the game, student as in student of the game, Mm -hmm. or 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 learner maybe would be a better way to do it. Like you're always an applying learner or something like that. Like I want to get that action in there. It's not just learning. It's not just being a student of the game. It's being a a practitioner. So uh, yeah, a practitioner learner. There you go. Yeah, something like that. That's better. That's better. I like that. When you've actually when you stumble right Mm -hmm. or you you failed to achieve the result that you wanted, like getting that pub deal or getting that song deal with a publisher mm-hmm. or getting that gig or getting that validation as an artist or getting that big gig as an artist, right? You're not going to rot in the depths of despair mm-hmm. because you'll be reveling in, in the lesson that you just learned. Yeah. I figured out one more way not to make a light bulb. Are you going to be frustrated? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be pissed off? Yeah. Is it, um, I mean, for me, it pisses me off. I get pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Failure. You know what I mean? But, but it's, it's like frustrated, pissed off. It's not, but I'm not like, Oh God, maybe I'm done. Maybe they, maybe they were right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> because you don't like, if you are identifying as a learner as, as a practitioner and then a learner, you when you fail at a specific song or a specific result that you wanted for a specific song, it, it doesn't take away your identity as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't no. take your, away your identity as a husband, as mm-hmm. a wife, as a Christian, as a businessman, as a successful person. It just means, okay, let's not do that one again. Now I'm a wiser songwriter. <laughs> now I'm a wiser husband. <laughs> Exactly. What did we learn? Like, what happened here? What did we learn? When we're doing the digital marketing stuff, we're testing all the freaking time because mm-hmm. that crap changes all the time. Sometimes I'll go through a massive amount of effort and energy to create the perfect video ad for one of my clients. And we'll test that against an image ad. And, you know, sometimes the freaking image ad. <laughs> Works better. Which took a tenth of the time to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you test it. You always test it. And and most of the time it's video, but sometimes it's not, which is really strange. Mm -hmm. Or I'll have like a sort of meat and potatoes video ad put together. And the beginning of the ad, I might have five or six different ways. You know why? Knowing I'm going to fail and thinking I'm going to learn which one works and which one doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so then I can, if I'm only doing one and I fail, then it's like, oh, now what would have worked better? I don't know. We've blown the budget. Maybe we've lost a client. We've, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's all kinds of things that happen if I'm, if I'm just identifying myself as a marketer or or, or an artist promoter kind of a thing. But if I go in and I'm identifying as a learner, is a searcher for the truth, right? Then I'm expecting to fail. You know, here, here's six different ads. Five of them aren't going to do as good as one of them. It's not failure. It's feedback. Yeah. Right. It's that same thing. Right. So it's, it's kind of a different way to sort of look at, like, I really wanted to go through the depths of, of some of the, 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 the failures that you and I had Brent and what that meant to our identities. And then talked about some of, the things that we've done that maybe didn't look good on paper that were working identities that supported the blueprint mm-hmm. identity. But you the- know, it's a, it reminds, it's a little bit of judo. Like I'm not a judo guy, but you use your opponent's momentum against them kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Was having to go work at Starbucks <laughs> like a failure? Oh, I like to think of it as, as judo that used that momentum to my advantage of going now I have now I have health insurance so my wife can continue to stay home or I think she worked some then she was doing some nanny and then but it found a thing that I work from five to ten in the morning be on the road by ten thirty and I have a little bit of like ooh that helps out financially because I get a check and I had a I had a publishing deal during during a lot of this time too but still that helps with that because now we have another mouth to feed because Ozzy was on the way or the the 
the sales thing with the grease company judo okay what does this make possible like oh now i'm listening mm-hmm. to podcasts and there's a seed of hope about online business and hmm, maybe this could be a thing and i'll start blogging and podcasting and maybe that can one day be the the platform that allows me to launch off back into a creative life again yeah. and so it's yeah how can they how, how can i turn this failure into a um you know a, a little judo move to to eventually turn it to use the momentum end. of that to, to 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 work back against the system to be to to get where you want to go the yeah. system being like maybe you feel like the universe working against right. you or something because how the hell am i driving a grease truck right but but not and let's also point out that if you're identifying as an expert or only a songwriter in you know aside from your blueprint stuff mm-hmm. right aside from your you've always you're always a christian yeah. dad like you know that but if you don't identify as you know the seeker of the truth or the or the, the learner or whatever, like none of that map was finished, like until like you were almost through the whole maze. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like you, it was just it was just like okay, what do we learn now? Okay, I don't like that. I did. I do like this result. Mm-hmm. Let's go down this road and let's go down this road. And you and I got together and started doing a podcast, and then. And then you did this, and then you did that, and you spent a little extra time here. And then, oh my God, it made some money. Mm-hmm. Well, if we made two hundred dollars, we made two thousand. Oh my right. God, we made two thousand. Made two thousand, we made twenty thousand. Oh my God, we made twenty thousand. Yeah. And then we just kept upping it from there. You know what I mean? But that wasn't. Uh, there was no framework that you bought that you learned, and you couldn't have done it if driving a grease truck meant that you failed as a songwriter, right? Because I was on pause. I was, yeah, I was hibernating to come out as a butterfly. All right, caterpillar <laughs> days are over. Come on. And the same, the same with me. Like going through the route of coming off the road as an artist. I mean, you know, they just lifted up. They took the identity away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't get to be a hairband guy anymore. I mean, they took the ability to make a living at it away. Yeah, we had to go do different things, you know. But I went through, you know, some weird routes on that journey to make to come back here. And all that stuff that I learned along the way, and this is what I'm saying, like at the at the beginning of the episode, before I left, like I knew I would be back, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was I was going to learn, but I knew that somehow I'm gonna, I had to go out here to come back here and and add value. It's not as an artist. I'm so cool with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I really am. Like, it just was so much great. So, so there it is. I mean, it's it's this blueprint idea identity of that learner of the, it makes you a better everything put that up top mm-hmm. put as much weight on that as you do being a good father a good husband a good christian mm-hmm. a good you know those blueprint those core value identities include that in there it makes all those better it's a booster it's a booster Identity. it makes all those yeah. better because there's no such thing as a struggle-free life you know, there's no such thing as a struggle-free artist career. People love to say it. People love to say that about Taylor Swift. They love to say that about Skid Row because, oh, well, it must be nice if you know Bon Jovi. I guess you just get to go out on tour and sell four million records. And it was like, no. <laughs> there was, he knew other people, There was a lot too. more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't, it's, it's a break that happened for them, but it wasn't by luck. They were there. They had a relationship with him because mm-hmm. they were in a band with him before and they, they knew him and, and there was a, there was a big, strong connection there. And so it's all kind of circles back around. So I want you guys to think about, list out what your blueprint identities are. What are those blueprint identities that you have right now? And then what are those working identities that you have? And then are they consonant with what you're, are they supporting the blueprint identity or are they not? If they're not, then, you know, you got to rethink that and you got to retweak that. Mm-hmm. And then putting this, this, you know, the student, the learner, the, you know, the seeker of the truth, whatever you want to call that. Okay. Those are all interchangeable names. You put that out front. Okay. And that makes everything work better because now you just learn how to become a better person, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is maybe one of the most overarching things of, of all religions, right? Like, hey, get better, mm-hmm. right? Do better today than you did yesterday, you know, and be a better human, be a better artist, be a better father. So hope that helps, guys. I kind of, 
I had a, I panicked a little bit at the beginning because I was like, is this just like the last episode I did? Because am I, am I high right now? Am I just <laughs> actually regurgitating the same freaking episode I just did two weeks ago? Like, yeah. what am I, what's going on? Not at all. But no, it was like, no, it was going deeper. It's going deeper into that. So, hey guys, we are here to help you if you need consultations on your personal journeys for, your artist stuff, you know, there's a lot of moving parts right now. You're in the middle of a paradigm shift. We can give you overarching general knowledge, but sometimes the application of that knowledge to your specific situation can get lost. I just spent a boatload of money getting coaching from my company for the exact same reason with, with uh, like Russell Brunson and his crew at ClickFunnels because I need to see some forest of the trees kind of a thing yeah. too. So always trying to go. So let us help you out. Email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation into the subject line and we can help you make sure that you're on the right track and that you're doing everything that you can do right now to move your artist identity or songwriter identity along to the point where you can ditch some of those supporting working identities that maybe are just going to be a stepping stone kind of a thing. That's it, guys. Subscribe or follow the podcast. Join the Climb community. Tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.